The title of this episode is really heavy, and I promise the episode won't be that heavy. Talking about mental health shame, right? And you may deal with this yourself. Do you feel like you walk around and like you kind of feel embarrassed to talk about your mental health or your anxiety, your depression, or other things? Leah, our therapist friend, is actually going to open up with something that she doesn't really talk about publicly, but even though even though she's she's comfortable with it, she's feels shameful to talk about it. So why do we feel this way? How do we make it better? It's how we're going to start our week with Certified Mama's Boy. Welcome. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. What's up? Yeah, hi. Welcome to this episode. We're almost, God, this is 698 episodes of Certified Mama's Boy. It's getting so close to 700. We're a daily podcast that has three principles. Live, laugh, love your mom. That means we live our lives out loud. We laugh a lot. And we love my mom, my co-host, Nancy Yancey. Hi, mom. Hi, honey. So I better start by saying go Aztecs. Because I know that <laughs> uh, we get uh, run out of town if we don't start this episode this way. That's I right. know nothing about it. I don't know the score. <laughs> I don't know the game. I don't even know what's happening. But um, I know your excitement about it. So go Aztecs. <laughs> Did you guys watch <laughs> it this weekend? I saw that. Yeah. And uh, Jim went and took a shower in the last three or four minutes of the game. And of course, they won in the last two seconds. Is that what happened? I don't, I literally, uh-huh. I could not, everyone was like so excited about TV on Saturday night. It was like, yeah, yeah, Final Four, yeah, uh, WrestleMania is on. I'm like, I could not care about, I, don't, I can't think of two things I would care about less than either basketball game or. WrestleMania. Um, yeah. I, actually, I'm trying to think if I had to, if I had to like watch one or the other, I guess I'd watch, I guess I'd watch basketball, ba- I guess, but like barely I don't watch wrestling, but barely. Oh, I mean, they're so both gross. just completely just dreadful to me. So I, I if I had to, just, <laughs> anyway, so go Aztecs. Yay. I'm, I'm happy yeah. for San Diego. I'm sure it's electric over there uh, right now. Yeah. So congratulations to the Aztecs. I literally, yes. I peed my pants this weekend and what? I peed my pants this weekend because I was being absolutely <laughs> insane i don't know if this is like a getting older thing or if this is just a i i just push my limits like way too far so mm. i've told y'all that like i get a little ocd about things it's one of the main reasons why i hire someone to come clean my house because if i do it myself i it's not that i'm too lazy i mean it's that i'm too lazy at the points, but that's like, that's like one thing I spurge <laughs> on is having somebody come in and like, and like do that because mm-hmm. the biggest thing is that I, I will get like absolutely insane with cleaning. I'm just not good. Mm-hmm. Like when I get like going with it, it just gets crazy. Well, You'll be I a day in your bathroom. I mean, that's it. So mm-hmm. I decided that I was going to, uh, clean my car out this weekend. Actually, I've been trying to do the last couple of weekends and I've been kind of putting it off like, okay, let's not, you know, it's the last thing. And it's like the first thing in the world you can push off if you want to, by the way, is cleaning your car out. It's just, it's not, it's like out of sight, out of mind. I just realized <laughs> I have not cleaned out as I'm going through the stuff in my car. I have not cleaned my car out since I moved it from San Diego. So that's no way. two and a half years. I mean, I find this stuff in no here like, wow, way. this is like an, almost an artifact at this point. Yeah, it's been, oh god, I've washed the outside of it, but I have not cleaned the inside of the car for two and a half years. That is crazy. So I'm like, okay, enough is enough. And I don't, again, I don't know if it's a post case. You don't know. My dog died about a month ago. And ever since then, I've just been extraordinarily clean and I'm not really quite sure why, but like it, the, dirtiness of my house was like getting me upset. And so it was the same with my car is like, I would just feel uncomfortable. 
And so I was like, okay, I'm going to clean my, I bought cleaning supplies a couple of weekends ago. I'm like, I'm going to clean my car out. Take me about an hour. I'll feel so much better when it's done. Yo, I started at 1030 Sunday mm-hmm. morning and I did mm-hmm. not stop. I did not end until 445. No way. What on earth did you do? That's eight hours. With the exception of recording an hour with Leah. Did I eat lunch even? Uh, no, six I didn't, hours. I didn't, eat, six I didn't eat lunch. No, I didn't eat. Wow. I, I had a protein bar. I literally cleaned my car out from wow. 1030 to 445. Uh, so wow. I, because I get too OCD about it. And I don't know if anybody else is like this or not. But like it's not, you know, I, I can, all I had, all I had to start was I had my um, like spray for the inside, right? Uh-huh. And then I had like Armor All wipes. And that uh-huh. should have been sufficient enough. I had a vacuum. My apartment complex has uh, a vacuum I can use downstairs, like a little car washing area. I had uh-huh. a vacuum. I had a spray. And I had a wipe. Mm-hmm. And that should have been it. That should have been yeah. it. Y'all, I'll be damned if I'm not in there looking like this is, you know, I, like I'm, I'm like some professional detailing service. <laughs> oh, jeez. I was, I mean, I was wiping down things. That were compl- I'm like, I'm vacuuming underneath the seats. No. I'm trying to get every single last kiki hair out of the car. Oh, every last grain of sand out of the mm. car. And then, of course, so what happens is, and, and once I start going, right, it's just not clean enough. So then I'm like, well, I need to. I need to like, um, and I didn't even clean the outside of the car, by the way. That's literally just the inside. It took me that long. I wow. decided to go to the, you know, just to the, the gas station to do the car wash there. Cause I was like, I don't feel like actually cleaning the outside of the car after that would have been another six hours. hours yeah. After hours of cleaning the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that. But then I'm like, Oh, you know, what I really need to do it, which would, you know, I've come this far. I've come this far. You know, what really look good is if I were to like restore the, cause I have a, a Jeep Wrangler. So if I started to like restore the plastic pieces, <laughs> around the wheel and like the bumper because the bumper's plastic it starts to oxidize over time and so it's kind of like a grayish color now I'm like I need to like uh-huh. I need to do that I need to like go get some stuff for that I need to and I need to like get some stuff for the tire so then I'm driving over and so literally like like the middle of the hood to go get um, some stuff at advanced auto parts um, I'm just trying to <laughs> and I just I literally so anyway and the, in the the span of the advanced auto parts Back to the condo, I decided to sit my car outside and I decided to clean off the bumper. I decided to clean off the, um, uh, the tires. And Mm -hmm. this is where, this is where the peeing in the pants thing kicked in. Oh no. Uh, I was, uh, so I'm, I'm sitting outside, right. And I'm like, I think I can, I can, I think I can make it. Like I knew I had to pee even on the car ride over to advanced auto parts. I'm like, Oh my gosh. But then I get there and like, it's like, there's not a bathroom there. I'm like, it's okay. And it was so beautiful here on Sunday. So Mm. I'm like, I want to be outside doing this. And so I'm, I'm, and I'm talking on the phone at the same time and I'm like, just it kind of ignoring it. So eventually Mm. I pull my car back into the parking garage. This is now 4.45, okay, all day, mm-hmm. literally all day cleaning the car. Mm-hmm. Crazy. It is spick and span. That looks great. Uh, mm-hmm. I put, Really quick, though, side note, like I've had my car detailed before. I paid, like, oh, that's a lot of money, too. It was like 150 bucks or something. And mm-hmm. it, took them like, it took them like two and a half hours. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I honestly, and that's outside, inside. I don't know why in the world. It takes me, it takes me that long, but it's why I don't clean my, my stuff up because I know I get crazy about it. So here I am. And I'm literally now I've, I've been holding my pee for like about an hour. Oh, ouch. And uh, you know that feeling where you go from sitting down to standing up? 
And for some reason, when you stand, at least for me, when I stand up, like mm-hmm. it's over. Oh yeah. Like I can sit and like it's fine, but the mm-hmm. second I stand up, uh-huh. like it's game over. So, releases, oh yeah. my god. So now, okay, here's the problem. I'm I'm in the I'm in the parking garage of my condo. <laughs> I have to get over to the door from my parking spot and then ride up five floors. And I'm like, okay, I can do this. Like, yeah, but I'm talking like my bladder is at like a hundred percent. Like we're, there is no holding it at this point. There's literally, <laughs> there's nothing I can do at this point. So I start like kind of running over to the door and I unlock the door. I run, you know, and of course the elevator is taking a second. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, I'm just kind of moving. I'm just like, if I, mm-hmm. like, as long as I keep moving, maybe I'll be okay. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll be okay. Push a button, waiting, waiting. Elevator door opens. Get in there, hit my floor number, and I'm starting to go up. I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure I'll be all right. Mm-hmm. Start dancing around the elevator, just like, oh my god. <laughs> and then it just, it, I, I, I'm not okay anymore. It's just like it's not. Oh, there, there's no. just no room. Oh no. There's literally. Oh no. No room left in your bladder for this. Oh no. So I literally, and like, I'm, I mean, it wasn't, a, luckily I had sweat, dark sweatpants on. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't a lot. It wasn't a lot. But you know, like, it was enough. It wasn't just like a tinkle. I mean, it was like, it was enough. Like, thank God I was like in my house because if you were like in public in this, this would have been a problem. Uh huh. <laughs> but I literally, like, my body's like, there's, you're not, we're not holding pee for an hour and a half. Like, it's just not, we're not doing that. So oh, that's so bad for your bladder. I literally peed myself. And once you do that, like I haven't done that since Tampa when I, and I was drunk oh, the last time I did God. it. So oh. trust me, if you have that, I don't, I don't know if anyone's ever just not been able to hold it before. I don't know if it's ever a thing. Most people I think like would be like, okay, I have to go to the bathroom and then would probably go stop cleaning a car. But again, I was like on the phone. I was like clean. I was just like, I was doing a million things at once. You just didn't want to take the time, and just then, like a little kid. And then literally, I yeah, I peed my pants mm-hmm. this weekend. So <laughs> that was how my weekend went. wasn't uh, mm. wasn't the greatest weekend. Um, mm. I posted something on Instagram, and this made a lot of people upset. And I want to clarify what I meant by this, but I do believe this to be absolutely true. And this is, of course, completely stereotypical, okay? And so mm-hmm. if this offends you, I don't mean it, but I just have to say, like, the more that I more I've put thought into this, and we've kind of talked about this before. Um, but I I have I it's basically a, a meme that I shared, and it's let me pull it up so I can read this correctly. Okay. And it's got uh, it's got, it's got the U.S. map on it. It's split. You can visualize this. It's split into four quadrants, right, right down the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you basically have the northeast, southeast, the northwest, and the southwest, right. And on top of these, they're labeled, and they're labeled as this. So the northeast says, "Axe mean is nice." The southeast, I guess, is Axe nice is mean. The northwest is axe nice is nice. And the southwest is axe mean is mean. <laughs> okay. Oh, and I and I shared this and it got it got <laughs> y'all got y'all got mad. Cause I mean most of you guys that follow me are from the are from the uh the southwest. So uh-huh. let me let me clarify why I shared this and why I find it to be so pertinent uh, and why I kind of laughed at this. Uh, 
I'm gonna be honest. People in Baltimore are mean as hell. They're just it's a very <laughs> mean attitude and a mean spirit about anywhere in the Northwest, and it's true. It's new, think about New York, Boston, Philly. Very tough attitude, and honestly, I would say. I'd say Maryland is like right in between the two, right? Like we fall right there, but even DC mm-hmm. is pretty, I mean, it's a pretty tough, gritty attitude, right? Mm-hmm. But I promise mm-hmm. you it's some of like these people, they'll be so mean, but they're like the nicest people in the world. Right. <laughs> I've always said uh-huh. that like they'll mm-hmm. literally like call and like cuss me out on the radio. But like, if I were to say <laughs> that I needed, you know, my, my, my car broke down, like every single one of those mean ass people would be mm-hmm. there to help me no matter what. And I know that, right. Like, <laughs> and they'd be like, you're such a dumbass. How'd you let yourself get into this situation? But they would literally <laughs> tow my car for me and uh-huh. repair it for me and then serve me a hot meal while it's being done. I don't know why, but it's just, the truth okay so that's what Uh it says acts mean is nice it's true Uh okay Uh then there's the southeast i grew up in Uh georgia y'all i can attest Mm -hmm. to this it's labeled as acts nice is mean (laughs) y'all i ain't never met some ruder people (laughs) than when you get a southern person behind closed doors Okay, Mm -hmm. you want to you want to hear some shit talking, (laughs) pull any of your southern friends into the side room and ask them how they really feel about something. Now, Mm -hmm. on the outside, very nice, very Mm -hmm. hospitable, super Mm -hmm. like, you know, so but I swear those same people, they're so nice to your face. Mm-hmm. are talking so much shit about you the second that you leave. <laughs> Stereotypical, okay? But that's true. I mean, you know that's true. Mm-hmm. You know it's true. I think you're right. Okay? Mm-hmm. They Sadly. will they will literally they'll act they're going to act nice. Uh-huh. But, but they'll going, stab you in the back. But they will stab they will stab they will talk so much shit about you on the way to church. They'll go to church. <laughs> They'll pray and be so nice and to your face. And on the way home, they'll talk so much shit about you again. I don't know. And that's in my blood. Listen, I'm, I'm originally a Southern, so like I get it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's move on to the Southwest. Mm-hmm. Southwest, Southern California, Arizona. All you guys are going down with this one. Okay. It's mm-hmm. acts mean is mean. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, they're authentic. <laughs> I listen stereotypically. This is stereotypically speaking because some of my favorite people in the world live in California, okay, and Arizona. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, because like, some of my best friends. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> um, I, I laugh because it's it's the culture there is very me centric, right? It's very what's best for me, and mm-hmm. they have no qualms being that way. There is no issue with being self-centered. It's me uh-huh. and all about me. And I'm also going to like also let you know that. Like, uh-huh. like it's not, it's no bullshit, right? Like, it's no, it's no bullshit. It just, it just is what it is. Like, here's what, I'm, I'm a dick and I'm, I, and I act like a dick. And, That's the way I am. And it's just, and it's just true. It's just. Absolutely true. Uh, that's <laughs> just how, and then like you, and I, and, and listen, I get it. I, I and I respect it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I appreciate mm-hmm. the authenticity uh-huh. of, guess what? I'm, I'm kind of a dick and um, uh-huh. that's just what I am. Mm-hmm. Then we have the Northeast, uh, sorry, the Northwest. I don't really know much about the Northwest, so I can't really comment, but if this is true and this is where you feel free with any of these, feel free mm-hmm. to argue with me. I'm just, again, just talking stereotypically. I'm sure someone's going to stop listening to the podcast because of this. I'm sure I'm going to get an email because of it and whatever. (laughs) 
but Northeast is labeled as acts nice is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I have, a, I have a couple of friends in Seattle, but none of them are, and they're all kind of mean, <laughs> um, oh, but they're not from Seattle originally. They're all radio transplants. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we can agree with that one or not. Mom, do you know anybody from the Northeast, uh, sorry, Northwest don't. that you can? I really don't. Yeah. Uh-uh. I don't really, like off the no. top of my head, we have so many mm-hmm. listeners there uh, and so you guys seem lovely by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I just, just thinking of a couple off my head right now, you guys are all lovely people, but I don't know enough about it, but mm-hmm. I, I'm going to go by that meme stereotypically, mm-hmm. stereotypically. <laughs> I'm going to say Northeast acts mean is nice. <laughs> Southeast acts nice is mean <laughs> North, uh, Southwest is going to be acts mean is mean. And then I guess um, tell me tell me if that's true or not. North, you know, when it comes to the uh, the Northeast, you know, are people nice there? Are they truly nice? Are they nice to your face and behind your back? Mm-hmm. You can call us, text us eight 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 Kramer eight, and feel free to argue with me too. That's fine. I'm I'm used to it at this point. All right, let's get to our quote for today, Mom. Okay, it's from Maya Angelou. It's one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself to forgive. So true, especially forgiving yourself because you're carrying needless baggage. You need to let go, forgive yourself for whatever wrong you've done, and move forward. And you need to forgive others because unforgiveness heals nothing. Yeah, but it's fun. (laughs) It's fun to stay mad, man. It really is. Like, it's. To me, listen, it's really hard to let go of stuff. I mean, that's one thing I really, really struggle. If I could, if I could like superpower this, if I could have a superpower and all of a sudden I was just able to do something better, it would be to forgive because I know it's not doing anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's just not, right. not hurting anybody but myself. I got it. Like I get it. I get it. Right. But some of these wounds right. hurt so bad. I'm going to tell you though, like one thing I've really been focused on. Yeah, I've been working my butt off, man. I was just thinking about all the stuff. I, I was talking to Leah. Uh, today Today was one of our recording days. We record a bunch of episodes for these Mental Health Mondays all at once. And today was one of our, our – yesterday was one of our recording days. And she's like, you seem – because like Leah knows like everything that's been going on behind the scenes, um, like everything. Like it's mm-hmm. I, she's a friend, but like I can also, it's it's really nice to have a therapist friend, by the way, because you can just <laughs> yeah like <laughs> – it's like they care about you, but they Check also can like you. call you on your shit and they kind of know what's yeah. healthy and what's not. So it's really, yeah, it's an interesting dynamic. If you ever have a chance to have it, get a therapist friend. Um, yeah. But she's like, you seem like really, you seem like really good with all you've been going through these last couple of months. You seem like really, really, really good right now. You seem like grounded, uh, you know, with Kiki and everything else. You just seem, you seem good. I'm like, cause I've been busting my ass over here, y'all. Like I've really been working hard. Mm-hmm. And I would say the biggest thing, it's really bringing me a bunch of relief. I think, and it's like, God, a sigh of, a sigh of relief from like all. It's not even just the. I would say, it's just everything, is really just focusing on today. And yes, I know, I understand. This is one hundred and one stuff, y'all. This is not revolutionary. No one's gonna walk away and be like, "Hey, I'm glad he mentioned to like stay in the moment." Thanks. Never heard that before, mm-hmm. you jerk. Um, <laughs> but I really, truly am. And not only am I doing it, I'm like catching myself do it. 
right? Mm-hmm. It takes mm-hmm. it takes away so much pressure mm-hmm. when you find yourself just dealing with today. Yeah, what's in front of you? Like literally, my life has become mm-hmm. so like because here's here it is. Like what I've been trying to do for, for the last two and a half years basically is figure out is get over like what happened to me in California. And in case you're new to mm-hmm. our podcast, I got what I consider unjustly let go from my radio job. Mm-hmm. And it was hard. Like it was not even just, I mean, like people turned their back on me and like, it was, it was like, it was shitty. It was really, mm-hmm. really, really shitty. And that was hard. Mm-hmm. Talking about forgiveness. Like I, w- I mm-hmm. had a very, very hard time letting that go because it was people that I, you know, knew and trusted and mm-hmm. something really bad had happened. And basically I, when I spoke up for myself, I got mysteriously budget cutted out of the situation. And then the other people kind of hopped in and were just trying to make a story up to make themselves feel better. It was just, it was messy to say the least. But then like, I haven't really felt settled here either. So it's like, okay, well, this is a really crappy spot because I feel like the last thing really sucked and this really doesn't feel right. So like, what am I supposed to be doing? And that's kind of what we've been spinning our wheels on here, right? Is like, mm-hmm. why doesn't, well, okay, well then like, let me, let me try to figure this out and figure this out. And like, uh, and I've been doing breath work with this woman and she's fantastic. And she's, you know, I love being around people that are like so much further ahead of me when it comes to like mm-hmm. spirituality in the world and everything else, because they literally can just check your shit all the time. That's all they do is mm-hmm. check your shit, constant checking your shit, just mm-hmm. like, Hey, no, nope, eh, wrong, eh, eh, no, <laughs> and literally, it's just like I don't need to worry about what I'm, you know, when am I going to feel settled here, or when am I going to be in a relationship, mm-hmm. or what's going to happen with this radio job, or where am I going to move next? Like it doesn't matter because it's not here, right? And there's so many different things. That can happen between now mm. and tomorrow <laughs> mm. that it doesn't even really require any work. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it, it, tomorrow. Well, well, we can worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. Right. I can worry about my contract when it's contract time. Mm-hmm. I can worry about the relationship when I meet the person that I feel like I need to be with. I can worry about mm-hmm. that then. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, and this is what I've really been focused on. I don't know if we talked about this or not really, but Uh, But this all comes back to forgiveness, right? Forgiveness Mm -hmm. is really fucking easy when you just focus on today. Mm -hmm. It is. And it's hard. Listen, it's hard. It's not, this is not easy work, y'all. This is not easy work. But when you realize what, what you're holding on to is not really necessary. Mm -hmm. And then you realize like, ah, how much time have I been holding on to that? Like Mm -hmm. years, you know? Um, and you give it so much power. Yeah. Over you. And again, listen, there is a healing journey and it's called a journey just for that. Right. Like I don't expect anyone to listen to today's episode and be like, okay, cool. Boom. Like don't put that pressure <laughs> on yourself. Cause I really, I mean, I do that too, where I'm like, why don't I feel better yet? You know, mm-hmm. but I've really been trying to just stay in the moment and it's really been immensely helpful to my healing process if like mm-hmm. what's happening today what do i need to do I actually posted here's something that wasn't controversial that i posted on social media um mm-hmm. why do uh i, I just want to make today 20 percent better right just 20 percent better mm-hmm. like what i wake up every day now and i'm like how do i feel how do i make today really good like mm-hmm. what do i need to do who do i need to be around what do i need 
Mm-hmm. And it's been so helpful. I don't know if you'll take anything from that or not, but forgiveness does get a smidge easier. And so does anxiety when you're just focused on what do I need today to do mm-hmm. today? And uh, yeah, so there's your quote. <laughs> I got a little, Stay in the present. little sidetrack there. Sorry about that. It's good. Um, all right. So let's take a second to thank our lovely sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Care Of. Care Of is a great way for you to stay in the moment because guess what? Every day, your supplements, your powders, your vitamins – are literally in an individual pack for you. Um, <laughs> that is, is that's that's it. That is your your no brainers. That that is your um, your supplements for the day. It makes it really easy. Mm-hmm. Care mm-hmm. of is an awesome service if you're somebody that likes ease and I mean like you're using doctors and we're using science and we're using everything else uh, to to get your body right. Uh, Care of basically what they do is they're a subscription service that ships you personalized high quality vitamins supplements and powders conveniently to your door every single month and it's more about it's also about taking care of you right and and recognizing that like everyday wellness is different for everyone and Mm -hmm. like what you need may not be what i need when it comes to supplements excuse me and you know what you need is made by what I need or what my mom needs. It's all like a little bit different. So with care of, you just take a short in-depth quiz about your lifestyle and your health goals, and you'll get a personalized doctor backed recommendation, taking the guesswork out of what supplements you need. And then you can actually individually create your pack that they send you. They send you these daily vitamin packs. And every day, all you got to do is just rip that thing open. You take just that pack and you're good to go. If you're traveling, obviously you can just throw it in your bag and it's really easy. It's a, a great way. I found it's like a great way to stay on top of your supplements and not to wonder, take, it takes the guesswork out of them. I've been a huge fan of these guys. I've been on the podcast for a long time. Uh, if you want to try this out and see what you think, I mean, a lot of people that listen to this podcast have taken or have started using care of, and I appreciate that and 50% off your first order. I mean, even you, you just try it for a month, you can be a supplement person already. I mean, it's 50% off your supplements. So it's a pretty good deal, right? Mm-hmm. Go to take care and enter the code Kramer 50. It's take care Code is Kramer 50. Okay. Certified fans. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for what you do. Really appreciate your support for our podcast, certified fans of people that contribute $6 a month to our show. And it's 100% goes into the production of this podcast. So thank you for that. Uh, we would not be able to do this podcast without you. And uh, if you join, you get a bunch of perks. One of those perks, oh, I mean, we can talk about a couple, you get the fan club uh, page, you get uh, episodes early, you get discounts bonuses, you get discounts on the merch. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and of course, one thing I think people are really fascinated by is um, getting a a shout out on the podcast. We dedicate every single episode to one person that is a certified fan that contributes because you're basically the producer. Well, are you the producer? I don't know. I don't know what you are. Contributor? (laughs) I don't know. But without you. They're the support system for sure. Yeah. Without you, this is definitely Mm -hmm. not possible. So just know Mm -hmm. that we are very grateful. If you want to support us, you can always go to uh, Certified Mama's Boy, uh, or you can just text the word FANS, F-A-N-S, to 888-Kramer8. We would like to dedicate today's episode to Tanya K. Tanya K, which Tanya K is back with us. I don't know, Tanya, I don't know if you left. You came originally on June the 10th. And I don't know if you updated your payment information. I don't know when you update your payment information, if that's when 
we get notification again too? I'm not sure. But certified fans, seriously, if you would do me a massive favor and just check and make sure that your payment information is updated, I'd really, really, really appreciate that. Because some of y'all have been fans now for almost three years. And so those credit cards have expired and we are not getting your contributions anymore. So uh, before I do an audit, I would love for you to go check. But Tanya K is back and we are so – by the way, to figure out how to do that, just text the word fans, F-A-N-S to 888-Kramer8. You can log in that way. Tanya K is back. Uh, Tanya, it's so good to have you here all the way from Mesa, Arizona. You are a, a, a true gem in my life because you've been here since June the 10th of 2020. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for the continued support. That's a long time to support a podcast. So just know that we're very, very, very thankful for you. Tanya K is our certified fan of the day, Mom. Let's give her a whoop whoop. You better shout out her number. Oh, she's Well, she's originally number 90, so we're going to give her 90 okay. again. Yeah, absolutely. Whoop, whoop to Tanya K from Arizona. Yes. So thankful for you. Thank you, Tanya. Appreciate uh-huh. you for that. Mm-hmm. Quick piece of news or I guess of business we need to handle. I will be out of town for a long weekend coming up this weekend. I will be in Nashville. Uh, my buddy Dan moved there, you know, a couple, maybe, I don't know, six months, eight months ago. And so I will be going to visit him. Um, coming up on Friday to Tuesday. I'm pretty sure we're going to have mini Mama's Boy episodes. So if, if you're new to our podcast, it's basically like mini episodes of Certified Mama's Boy. They're not not typically as long. Uh, there's a chance we may have no episodes. I just need to see how this week goes because we were kind of back and forth on if we were going to have episodes. Uh, I'm sorry, if, if I was going to go to Nashville or not. But I am going to go. So Monday, Tuesday, you can expect either more Mama's Boy or I'm sorry, um, mini Mama's Boy or possibly no episodes, but I'll keep you updated as we go. So, all right, mom, that's going to do it for you today. Okay, honey. Thank you. Love you forever. All right. Mental health Monday time. This is my friend, Leah Aguirre, who is a therapist in San Diego. Always thankful to have you on the show for uh, this mental health Monday thing that we do. Uh, we're going to talk today about mental health shame, everybody, because nothing says fun on a Monday like shame. Thanks, I Leah. Like, I feel like I'm <laughs> like you and Jess right now, like on your radio, just well, looking at each other. Leah and I are recording for the very first, and we've been doing this for two years, and we've never actually looked at each other. I don't like the video aspect. So we're, Leah's like, I need to do video. I'm going to do video. And I'm like, okay, you can do video, but I don't really know how to do video. But you we're trying. You do Jess all the time. Yeah, but she does all that. Like, that's her job. So if you want <laughs> to take I, on the responsibility, like then you this can. Is, this is it. This is the real deal. This, this is this us. So we never... We're not used to like looking at each other, so this no. is kind of uh, this is kind of bizarre. So anyway, back to <laughs> other news with Leah with shame. Let's talk about shame. <laughs> All right, you you have a not a confession, but you have a um confession not confession. What do you want to call it? Like this is something that I know you're not like wildly I'm proud of. Trying to be of. more real and authentic and open about this aspect of my life and mental health that I struggle with, I guess. And you realize, though, that mental health does come with aspects of shame. Right. And you even feel shameful about what you're about to talk about, right. which I guess is kind of part of the problem, right. which I think that no matter what it is that we're dealing with mental health, because even – I'm getting better at talking about my mental health, but even still, like, it feels weird to, like, talk about it, like, in, like, a group of people, yeah. which – well, I know it's completely unnecessary. What's hard is I like, we've talked about this multiple times, both on the podcast, but in, and also, you know, 
off and I have so many friends that are therapists and in the field that it's funny because I'm used to talking about like anxiety. We, we're so open with each other. We're like open about our past trauma. We're open about like the day-to-day stressors of work and our own mental health and how we experience vicarious trauma. And we talk about medication. Like all like so, so many of my friends are so open about medication and their experiences with it. And like all of us, like a few of us are on Sertraline. We're like Sertraline club over here. Like we're all just, you know, managing right. our anxiety with meds. And it's so normalized and um, I don't feel shame around that. And I've been open about my, my, my mental health experiences being in therapy. I've been open about medication. The one thing I've been not so open about is skin picking. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it is because it's something that, uh, you can, like you can observe on my body. <laughs> mm. So what does that mean by the way? I don't, I don't think I'm quite understanding what, what, what it means. There's an actual technical DSM term. So it's like for therapists, there's a diagnose, there's a diagnosis term for it, but um, skin picking can vary. So people pick all of, it could be like pimp, picking your pimples or like blemishes on your face. It can be like um, picking, you know, around your fingers. It can be, I pick the ingrown hairs on my legs. Mm. That's been my newest, not newest in the last couple of years is probably two, three years that I've been struggling with most. And why do you, why do you do it? Like what's the, so that's what I'm actually learning about. It. And I thought it was, it's, so it's, it's part of OCD. I guess there's a kind of a continuum. So it makes sense. Cause I do have OCD and that's something I've struggled with since I was a kid, but it's pretty much managed with medication mostly. And I picked up my nails growing up and bit my nails. And that was again, like, like pretty compulsively. And that was part of it too. And then my pimples, I did that a lot in high school and then in college. Um, and I'm way better about it now. So it's and it's funny because I'm so I'm doing this program called Skin Pick because I was like finally got to this place last week where I'm like I cannot stop like I feel so much shame about this I feel like it's something I really don't have a hold on or a grip on and I was feeling just really overwhelmed and it was finally like I needed to do something because there was so much embarrassment and shame about it so I was yeah. like I, I think to not admitting it and not addressing it was also fueling it because it was also it was wait, a pretty avoidant. Do you talk about this a lot? Do you talk about? Like the, um, like when it comes to like your friends and like your family. So what, so my family knows my, one of my good friends, again, therapist also does it. And that was really nice when her and I both learned we, we did it cause we were going on a trip together and we were wearing shorts and both of us were embarrassed of our legs and our picking. And like, mm. we both like had this kind of like regimen of putting makeup on top of it. So you couldn't really see it as much. You can cover the blemishes and the scarring and, it felt very normalized in that moment and really nice to know someone else struggles with it. That's something that's so compulsive and so automatic that a lot of people can't understand. People are like, just right. stop. Like, right. I wish I could just stop. If it, it's kind of, you know, if I could just stop. <laughs> You're like, thank you right so now. much. That totally, that's like, like the same thing anxiety. Just stop worrying about everything. You're like, okay, cool. Got it. Thank you. It feels right. so much better. That's awesome. So good. Yeah. Well, so, uh, you know, why, why do you think it is? Because especially even with somebody that works in the mental health field, you would think that you would be okay talking about your mental health struggles. And I guess that's kind of like where we're going to hop in today of why do we feel shame when it comes to mental health? Like, I why think, do we? I don't know. Like, because again, I'm, I, I, I consider a, myself an advocate, but I still feel like awkward talking about it. I think a, if people's response is just stop or it's, it, it shouldn't be that hard or it's, it's, it's shaming their response. Like you feel less inclined to talk about it. Right. Mm, because yeah. That shame just fuels your own shame about it. If someone's right. like, why don't you just stop? Or like, have you addressed it in therapy? And I'm like, if I hadn't done all this work, like I 
if I hadn't done all this work already and I'm still struggling with it, it it's like this obviously a bigger issue, very much beyond my control. And I think right. so. I think a lot of times the feedback, people not experiencing it themselves, so not being able to really have that perspective or empathy, and not because they don't want to have empathy, they just don't get it. Right? We've talked about this. Like, how do you talk to people about your anxiety? And I say, you know, say you're worrying about a big event or test or something or public speaking thing. That's someone with anxiety experiencing that all the time, all the yeah, time, yeah, unprovoked often. So it's not like there's a specific trigger or stressor. It's just constant. And I think if you can't understand it, it's kind of like, I mean, just lots of things, right? People like shame people that are in cults or have experienced sexual assault or abuse, right? It's like, how did you not know? Or it's just the lack of understanding, I think, really perpetuates the shame. Um, so what do we what are we supposed to do about it then? Because I feel like... Most of us who listen to this podcast are pretty open, pretty vulnerable people or not or want to be striving to be more so. So what do we do when we get those moments of shame? Because even like even when I'm like in my darkest days and I can come on the podcast and I can talk about it and like I can go on the radio and talk about it. No big deal. But for some reason, like even one on one, I even have a or even like in small groups or anything, I still would, mm-hmm. would have a really uncomfortable time. Yeah. Talking about how my mental health is. I'll tell you a story really quick. A guy came up to me, uh, a, a very, I'm, I'm going to try not give too much information, but very masculine guy. Uh, he had taken a couple of days off of work and he came up to me. I, I saw him back at work. Hey, where, you know, how you been? Where, where, where'd you go on your trip? He's like, actually my depression was so bad. I couldn't make it into work. Mm. And I was like, wow. Cause you know me, I don't, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't make me feel uncomfortable. But I was like actually really proud of him in that moment because yeah. I don't I feel like if somebody was like, Hey, how you doing after a couple of days off? I wouldn't freely offer that up. Right. Even though I do consider myself to be pretty open book. Open book when it comes to mental health, you know. Yeah. I'd still feel kind of shameful if I couldn't go to work because I was so depressed, you know. Yeah. I think it's I think well. I will say, so this, I'm just going to go back to the skin pick program, which is an app that actually, if I, I can report back to see how it does, but it's yeah. actually pretty informative, especially because this isn't something I specialize in my own therapy practice, like my own practice, what I do for therapy. Yeah. So I'm learning a lot about the actual skin picking itself, but they were like, they gave me a statistic of how many people struggle with it. And it was interesting because I think, and I know this already, that part of shame, like is feeling alone and feeling like nobody else experiences it. So knowing that lots of people experience it just in some capacity and that it's just, if, if we're all experiencing shame, we're not talking about it. And a lot of people come to my practice and express that same thing. If I'm alone in this, nobody gets it. Nobody can understand. And I don't tell any of my clients about the other clients. And I'm like, you have no idea how common mm. what you're sharing is. So and why don't we talk about it more often? Why do we feel ashamed? Well, starting that conversation, you do a lot of it. I try to do that with people outside of my little circle of social social worker therapists. I try yeah. to do it through social media, and I think that's why I wanted to talk about it today because I want to acknowledge that, despite me being so open and feeling really proud of myself, and uh, I want to share a lot of what I've gone through and what's helped me get through a lot of this the mental health stuff. Obviously, again, it's still there. So I think just by even expressing these things and having these conversations is going to help. But I think, again, it's like remembering lots of people struggle with it. I think you can join an online forum or a group, right? Those are available online. Mm-hmm. A lot of people. So that it doesn't feel so isolating, right. I guess, right? Yeah. And sometimes it's, it's, people are resistant to groups, but you can go like, I know a lot of people that go on like subreddits and they find community through it or Facebook groups and they've just been able to see themselves and other people. And it feels mm-hmm. so much less isolating and it's so empowering knowing, okay. I'm not alone in this. There are people that have tools and experiences that they can share with me that I can learn from, right? Sure. So. 
then you won't feel so alone, everybody. Right. All right. There you go. A, little, a fun sh- uh, episode on shame <laughs> for Monday. Sunday, Monday. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> Leah, how do we find you? You can find me on social media or at on Instagram. Still not great at this. At Hurts Empowerment, <laughs> where I link everything, my website, my blogs. Um, I'm doing a giveaway for a book. Nice. An ebook. So if you sign up and subscribe to my monthly newsletter, I'm giving away five copies of my ebook. So you can... You can enter for yourself or if you want to give it to a friend or a family member. It's my Dating Made Easy ebook. So feel free to enter this week. And? And check, check it, out. it out. All righty. Well, that's it for uh, the episode for today. Thank you for being a part of it. I hope you'll make us part of your daily routine. For those that have left a review recently, thank you for doing that. That means a lot. If you have not and you want to go to uh, – maybe it's been a while. Maybe you've never left a review for this show on Apple Podcasts. It makes a world of difference. So just thank you for being a part of this community. It's so cool when I really think about the what we've done with this podcast. And I know I get really kind of emotional at the end of every episode because I'm just like, wow, I can't believe we're still doing this 698 episodes later. I'm just very thankful for you. Hope you had a good weekend. We got a lot to talk about this week and let's make it a good one. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.